Hi, I'm Kelsey, a mental health professional and outdoor enthusiast obsessed with helping stuck individuals live more authentically, heal their mental health, and play outside more. I'm a Midwest gal who grabbed a 60-liter backpack, laced up her hiking boots, and turned a quarter-life crisis into a quarter-life comeback. I teach you evidence-based ways to overcome the beliefs and behaviors that are holding you back. Not one for small talk, psychology, spirituality, and honest conversations about both the triumphs and tragedies of life are all topics you can expect on this show. So grab your headphones, get some fresh air, and prepare to ponder deep. Rooted in curiosity, resilience, and abundance, this is Evergreen Thinking. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Today, I want to talk about the topic of independence and kind of debunk a myth of sorts that I think holds people back when they are trying to become more independent. I often work with people who are a bit codependent um, or just very, very, very dependent. And we are working on how to become less codependent, less dependent in general, and more independent. And often what I see is that folks will swing from one pendulum angle to another, swinging from very dependent to hyper independent. And I just have to say, whenever I visualize a pendulum swinging, the first thing that pops into my mind is Miley Cyrus on the wrecking ball. So um, that's how I visualize this. Um, anyways, I want to tell you a little personal story because I used to be very, very codependent. And in some ways, I honestly believe that for the rest of my life, this will be something that I won't necessarily struggle with because I don't really struggle with it anymore. But I do think it is something that I will need to be aware of and mindful of in pretty much every single one of my relationships, whether that's friendships or romantic relationships or, or whatever. Um, but what is really funny about that is that I actually grew up in a family that really, really idealized independence. My family's kind of phrase was, I'm a Thompson. I don't need nobody for nothing. Okay. First, just to clear up any confusion, my name is Kelsey Keitel. You might be wondering what Thompson was. So my name at birth was Kelsey Spells. And then later in adolescence, my stepdad adopted me um, and I hyphenated my name. So then my name was Kelsey Spells Thompson. And then when I was 22, I got married and changed my name to Kelsey Keitel And then at about 25, I got divorced. Uh, And honestly, at that point, I was just like so jaded by name changing. I already changed my name so many times. Um, And let's be honest, Kelsey Keitel has a nice ring to it. I am a big fan of alliteration over here. Uh, So yeah, um, I just kept my name as Kelsey Keitel. Um, But 
that's where the Thompson part came from. So I'm a Thompson. I don't need nobody for nothing. And yes, I do want to acknowledge the double, double, double negative there. Uh, these are my hometown roots, baby. So anyways, that was the headstrong, stubborn family mantra. And I think it was well-intended, mostly. I think it was intended to encourage us to become good problem solvers, to be resourceful and independent, and to not um, overly or unnecessarily rely on someone else. I think it really was well-intended. But for me, this saying never really resonated. I think from an early age, I was able to understand that some folks are meant to be helpers. And in order for helpers to live out their purpose, someone else kind of needs to ask or accept that help. Some people are gifted in a way that we create more ease for others. And I think from a young age, I kind of recognized that you had a choice and you could do things the hardest way, but you didn't have to do things the hardest way, that it was a choice. And to do something, maybe a more efficient or easier or more collaborative way, didn't make you lazy. In my mind, that did make you resourceful. And so... You know, I kind of just let that percolate my mind growing up and then into my adult life, my early adult life, I honestly kind of rejected this family mantra because I really believe that sometimes wisdom is knowing when to ask for help and sometimes the greatest act of resourcefulness means accepting the aid of others. And again, this doesn't mean that you are rolling over and giving up. I think that in itself takes tactfulness. I am a really curious and hardworking person. And at the same time, I'm able to recognize when it would be more efficient to ask for help. I'm able to discern when I'm supposed to suffer through something in order to gain like the new skill or the new endurance But then I'm also able to discern when it would be best to delegate or outsource or collaborate. Being supported is a good thing. Having a network of support and a network of many different talents is a good thing. So let's get a little curious here for a moment and kind of explore where does this hyper-independence stem from? I think there uh, is a handful of different places that this comes from, uh, just to rattle some off, uh, off the top of my head. So one place where this, I think, comes from is, is a place of self-preservation, uh, blocking support due to being disappointed in the past. Maybe you relied on someone in the past, you sought help in the past, and it didn't work out for you. And now you are rejecting future help due to the letdown of past help. Another place that I see hyper-independence kind of grow from is a place of deep insecurity. 
it looks like a brave face, but it's really covering up insecurity. Maybe you are choosing the hard way in order to prove to yourself or to prove to others that you are capable. Another place is, we'll call this um, conditional ease, that you believe suffering is required. That if things are easy, then you don't deserve them. This is almost like a sort of martyred approach at life. Or another place is that asking for help makes you weak, makes you look weak. Again, in my perspective, asking for help shows wisdom. I've said this on the podcast before. I think a lot of the time we make life so much harder on ourselves than what it ought to be. Something that one of my mentors has said to me that that really stuck with me is she's like, Kelsey, you can be successful in whatever way you want. You can be successful in the really hard way or you can be successful in the more easeful way. And I really appreciated that because it kind of gave me permission to, yeah, to choose a hard way if I wanted to and then also to choose a different way. Um, and so I want to, you know, empower you with that same choice as well. Um, you can do things a hard way if you want or you can be a little bit more accepting and even at times seeking of help. I want to just leave you with some reflection questions for further exploration. If maybe this topic is resonant with you, uh, if maybe you are trying to navigate the swinging of that Miley Cyrus wrecking ball of independence and dependence and everything in between, here are some questions to kind of uh, ask yourself. First, what is my orientation to asking for help? When was the last time I asked for help? When was the last time I accepted an offer for help? And how did those two times go? If I need help, what do I believe that means about me? If someone else needs help, what do I believe that means about them? Is there any difference there? How was asking for help modeled to me as a kid? What barriers do I experience when it comes to asking for help? Basically, what part of that process is hard for you? Have I been let down when relying upon others? How did that affect me moving forward? What is my reflexive response when hearing the idea that I don't have to earn everything and that suffering, while it is often a part of life, isn't required? What is my reflexive response to that idea? And what is my response 
when hearing the idea that I am supported and that support is available to me. Do I believe that's true? Do I believe that that is false? Am I unsure? Would I like to be supported, but I don't know how? What comes up for you around this idea of being supported? Coming up next on the podcast, we are going to be talking all about self-compassion. This is a topic that I am super, super passionate about, and I'm just really excited for this episode. So be sure that you are subscribed so that you can catch that one right when it comes out. Thank you so much for listening to the Evergreen Thinking Podcast. To get further connected with me or take your exploration to the next level, visit the show notes at evergreenthinkingpod.com or find me on Instagram at evergreenthinkingpod.com.